Welcome back to the HL Touch Em All podcast, where we will touch them all. I am Hove. I'm joined by my good friend Trent. How are we doing, my guy? What's up, dude? I'm doing great. <laughs> doing great. All right. We got a lot to talk about, and if I can introduce a man, Trent Steffes, coach, manager, coach, all-star of the HRL Mariners, <laughs> and of multiple national national teams, a friend of mine, and uh, yeah, let's get into this podcast. I know there's plenty of guys out there who are curious as to where you are at or just maybe some of the inside scoop on some of the stuff that that you do on a year-to-year basis when it comes to wiffle ball in Minnesota Hell yeah. and around the country so it's a lot yeah how's it like how's it been how are you doing I'm doing good I uh we're doing good uh usually this would be about the time that MNWA is starting to get around uh get getting started mm. but we <clears throat> something that went out to people today um, is that MWA is not going to be doing a winter season this year. And uh, the last three years, we have been doing an indoor season, doing it um, on turf, whatever we can find. But we just got to the point where it was this, uh, it was just a little bit too expensive and it's uh, kind of like the negatives outweighing the positives for it. Mm. So we decided to kind of do another sort of reset into a new phase of MWA, which we've done mm. a lot um, throughout the years. And so we're going to be doing uh, a new style, which is no base running, which uh, you, you yourself are new to, having played at UWIF with the North Stars. I'm glad I've had some experience. Yeah. And other slow pitch tournaments as well. That, yeah, that, for that sure. That are fast pitch, but yeah. Yeah, definitely. No, yeah. There's, a, yeah, there's, a, there's, there's a lot of different styles of wiffle ball out there, and it's really fun to play a, diff- a bunch of different, which is why, which is why we wanted to, I wanted to change that up for MNWA is because there's... There's I mean, the the no base running style is really fun, and mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a it's a really good way to kind of I don't know it's a different way to play wiffle ball and it's not as you know it's not as injury prone because people aren't running around bases mm-hmm. at full speed and having to stop and start at random times and slide and stuff yeah um and you know and that and that contributes to the fact that people can go all day at tournaments doing that stuff too because mm-hmm. you're not because you, you, really you're point. not running no yeah yeah it's a uh, it's 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 a really fun. There's there's a bunch of different ways you can do no base running. You can do it fast pitch. You can do it medium pitch. Courtesy of HRL Productions.
Hey everyone, just as a friendly little reminder to any HRLers out there or anyone listening, we have our annual HRL Polar Plunge coming up March 3rd and 4th at Lake Nokomis in Minneapolis, Minnesota, um, where we will do a polar plunge. We're going to jump in the lake, jump jump through the ice um, to raise money for Special Olympics Minnesota. It's a great cause, put on by a great HRLer, Kmart. Shout out Kmart for running it all. Hopefully we get specifics on which day or what time, because I honestly don't know anything about it. But go donate some money. It's on the Special Olympics Minnesota website, HRL Extreme Team, I believe it is. Um, yeah, be a fun thing to be a part of. It's going to be my first time jumping. I hope to see a few of you out there. And yeah, I appreciate it. Let's get back to the episode and enjoy your daily dose of Chris Isaac. If you if you really dig into the kind of history of wiffle ball and just, yeah. how it started, that style, what what I ref, what it's commonly referred to as the East Coast style, um, it's the you know the big bats, no base running, that type of stuff, hmm. and that is that's a lot closer to what wiffle ball was made to be, and like what the original rules are than like the style that is pr- predominant here in the Midwest, hmm. such as HRL and MWA and WSEM and SWBL, NWA tournament. That style is more, that's more like reflective of baseball. Like it, it's it's simulating actual baseball where this is like, it, it, it's, 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 a lot di- it's a lot different. It's kind of the same kind of different, I don't know. I can say it is cool now like to have played multiple kinds of wiffle ball. Yeah. And that adds just a different piece also with it being the offset to the HRL here in Minnesota. Yeah, and that's, and again, that's kind of, that's just what it boils down to is that we wanted to. And we got so many guys in the league wanting to play that that style. Yeah, exactly. So, and, and, and once you try it, you're going to be hooked. And once once we get more guys trying it, they're going to be talking it up and saying, we got to, you know, got to try this style. And because there's going to be. It's this this style is growing in the Midwest. Like there's gonna be a Midwest. I feel like championship. The, I, I, think this year. I personally, think, me and Evan always talk about how there's just a growth of wiffle ball, or a big chance for it right now, especially with doing something like that. Yeah, people just hearing about it and for sure. And it's just it's, uh, and just yeah. This way, it kind of it, it almost complements HRL when it comes to the Minnesota wiffle ball landscape, and send us mm-hmm. supplementing HRL. Which is what MNWA had kind of been doing the last couple of years, having taken place right up into the start of the HRL season, you know, with a lot of similar teammates, a lot of similar styles. So, hmm. uh, so this is just going to be kind of a different way, a different. It's a different offer to play with ball, basically, and it's it's fun. Once you try, it's going to be you're going to be hooked. Yeah, good base running is for base running is for suckers. <laughs> That's all I, I gotta say. I think it's fun. It's know? really fun, man. It's uh, I, it's. It's but I, like, literally having Evan as a, such a close friend of mine though, mm-hmm. he adds that aspect of where it made going to that so much more fun because we would go together, kind of how you go with Austin. Yeah, for week, sure. You know, and just he got me into it, so 
Yeah. Because I didn't know about it or I had played that style before going into it with him. Mm-hmm. So going in and playing with as good of a player he is. Yeah. And seeing how passionate he is about, he is for it. You becoming a, like friends with you and Austin right away. And John, yeah. And these guys that just love wiffle ball. And it's it a whole got me hyped for it. And I see, and then going to Pennsylvania, I see just how cool it is to have an opportunity to play a different style of wiffle ball yeah in a league like that so i just think sure. that's so cool like yeah and yeah, you're I'm doing that with that yeah i'm excited about it yeah it's a, it's a and and i mean going out to you with like we did on the north stars that was just a whole different way to kind of showcase the mm-hmm. talent that minnesota has because uh you know i think Ty- tyler is pretty much the face of minnesota wiffle ball right now smallpox mm-hmm. and so because he's He's on like one of the most. Rec- I would have to agree. Yeah, he's. I mean, he's on one of the best teams in the country with the New York Meets, and I mean, he's one of the best players on the best team. So that's just, just how it put goes. out a. I think a really cool showing at UFs. Yeah, that's dude, he cool. beat out Whiff Inc. That Whiff Inc. team was a. It's a stupidly good team. What's that picture? That pitch that So, uh, the team that Tyler beat on Saturday night at UF. It's at called the Whiff World, Inc. at the UF World Wiffle Ball Championship for anybody listening. Yeah. In York, Pennsylvania, in October. Yeah. So this happens in October. This is yeah. the World Championship tournament. Fast pitch, like we were talking about, uh, no base running, and so teams from all over the world coming to play this style. And Tyler's on one of the best teams there. They were runner up the year before, hmm. and uh, Tyler had a huge role in the, in that. Not in the fact that they were runner up, but just in that run. Yeah. Um, but the team they were facing is called With Inc. And that is a team. Um, it's just it's it's hard. It's really going to be hard to explain the the what kind of pit- oh, yeah. how well, big the that pitcher, team. So the team, all I know is the pitcher pitched ninety. I watched him pitch ninety eight miles. Oh, he was he was throwing hundred. I know I didn't see I didn't see one, but gotcha. I, I saw ninety eight. Yeah, he was. Like, so that pitcher is Mike Styles, and Mike ended up being the East Region Pitcher of the Year. Shout this out Mike year. Styles. Big shout out to Mike Styles. Yeah, he uh, he single handedly led his team to the final four of the World Championship tournament in 2021 mm-hmm. as the Jersey Lemonheads. But then he teamed up with uh, uh, Kenny Rogers, Kenny Rogers Jr., who is, I mean, it, it's basically like the Biscuits. Like this team that Tyler that Tyler went up against is a lot like the Biscuits hmm. were in HRL. Just a, a super team of epic proportions. Um, who all got along very well and just had this amazing vibe about it. Mm. And Tyler went out there against Mike Styles who's throwing 100 miles an hour and he got it done and he beat him out. Like yeah. that team, that team should have been playing on Sunday. Everybody has that Tyler, team playing on Sunday, but Tyler put him put the team on his back. It's cool seeing like that's why I'm so glad I came out to that because Evan had told me that when you see it from this perspective you're going to be like holy shit cuz to see Tyler out there doing that it's like wow. Tyler's a star. He's yeah. There's you know Tyler for for very good reason. Smallpox is one is a legendary HRL player, but he's like at that status, if not more legendary status out there. He's just he's like he's like this enigma out there because he's here's this guy who comes out from Minnesota to play with these guys from New York, and he's their freaking ace in the hole. Mm. He's their, I mean, he's their secret weapon. It's it's really cool to see. But so uh. So Tyler's going to get a lot of recognition this year, but yeah. just seeing all the Minnesota guys this year that are going to make this drop 100 
which mm. is uh, this this countdown that people that's being done at the top 100 fast pitch players of the country. And we've we were able to get three Minnesota guys on there this year so far. And again, Tyler Tyler's going to be higher up on the list, but we had what was he? he at? Tyler. The last time they did this list, Tyler I think was top five. I think he was top three. Damn. Because the last time they did the list was when HRL won the NWA championship. Makes sense. Right. And he had a good show. And and he had an amazing show. I actually think I remember seeing that list. Yeah. So I think he may have been top three even. Mm -hmm. Um, But anyways, we had this year so far, we have Austin Steph as Squirrel at number 100. Then we have Evan Sibbett, Psych, at number 95. And Will Grass, a.k.a. Dumpy, at 92. So we're going to have... It's going to be by far... The most amount of... Pl- might be most improved. M- might all get most improved next year. Yeah, there's no doubt about sh- that. Like, everyone's going to see most improved. <laughs> For sure. They, I mean, that's that that's after a performance. That's after an 0-3 performance, too, that we got those three guys on there. So, I mean, if, we, if that game goes different against Black Dog Country Club, who's one of the most legendary franchises out there, who we had the... Uh, some would say misfortune to playing right away in the in the day. Right in the first round, we had a very tough draw, and we almost beat him. And if that if that game goes a different way, those guys probably go up twenty spots. But um, I think- but a lot of it, but uh, but it, a lot of it um, goes to show a that the the people putting together this list really know what they're talking about because Evan Evan played good that weekend. But he made that list because of his performances in MNWA and HRL, mm-hmm. because he was that dominant this year in both. Like Evan, guys knew about him being an MVP in HRL. I yeah, like they had to. I bet going into yeah for sure. Like, and like, I mean, his, they hear about that while he's out there at those tournaments. You know? Yeah, and his dominance in MNWA is not understated either. It's yeah, and like oh, you said, yeah. out at the tournaments. MNWA, I mean, he's though. he's playing with Evan's now playing with uh, the Maple City Magic, which is. Which is a great Midwest team in Indiana, and he's playing, uh, you know, with the Dong Show at these national tournaments, mm. getting out there. So Evan, like you said, all three of those guys are probably going to be higher on this list next year, and hopefully there's more because Zach Face from HRL is definitely a guy that's on the. Co- I think he's on the cusp. He seems like of making that. If he had made it, if he had made a national tournament this year, he would have been on that list. I think he's sure. a great wolf ball player. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited, and uh, I know that y'all talked y'all talked about it a little bit on your last podcast, but uh, that Chihuahuas team is looking really nice this year. Oh my goodness, dude! Yeah, I was I was talking with Casey uh, Stash about it, and I'm like, oh, it's almost like a super team, but it's not really because they're all childhood friends. It's just it's just unfortunate for the rest of us that these childhood friends are just beyond I, good. They're I glitch. Love it. They're glitchy. I'm a fan of like what's going on in the HRL and just like the league as a whole. So like a move like that is so cool to see. I was not expecting it at all. To yeah, be honest. I no, neither did I. I was. I didn't call that. You know? I knew that Face was leaving the team, and I was just yeah, I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know Mippy was a free agent, but it's cool. So we got those. So you mentioned those four guys. Well, and then we have Tyler too. So yeah, Austin, Evan, Will, Tyler. Yes, yeah. there's a lot. I mean, HRL is going to be sending it, sending a team back to NWA tournament this year, which is going to be huge for exposing people because I don't know. It's just the last two times HRL has been out there, they've taken runner up and won the championship. And so 
I mean, their absence this year from the NWA tournament was noted for sure. And I think it's going to be super anticipated, and I'm excited to see it. I saw a little stuff on Twitter, or like a little combo with Tyler. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I'll probably clip this shit out. (laughs) Um, I think Tyler is such a good football player, for real though. Shout out Tyler, (laughs) if you're listening. Um, okay. We just talked about a decent amount about... Hell yeah. MNWA about... We touched on a few things right there. Hell yeah. How about we go back to NWLA for a second? How many NWLA tournaments have you seen or been to or played in? Let's see. I just checked. I made sure to do my studies on you before mm -hmm. I mean, you've been, like, is that where you got the nickname Coach? It is. From NWLA. Yeah, that's where that started. That's interesting. I kind of, like, I saw it, <laughs> got the asterisk next to Coach, and I was like, Yeah. Okay, yeah. So yeah, you that's... basically have brought up, like, you've been the coach of, like, the the, the bring up of NWLA. Which is, no, certain, it, just just with the Well, MNWA. you and Austin. Yeah, just with. Both. Yeah. Um, or MNWA. Do you mean MNWA? Is that what? What it is? It's not NWA. Oh, see, <laughs> I'm capping. Oh, dog, <laughs> that's so funny. I know. Yeah, fucking a. It's okay. No. It's, yeah. <laughs> you were on the committee for NWA. I am. I had the. I had them written almost the exact same, but it wasn't the same gotcha. question at yeah, all. Yeah, I got gotcha. you. That's at least I'll have to do some work to cut that out. No I, worries, I still dude. haven't had to cut a middle portion of a video. I'm okay. still to show me how to do it after. Hell yeah. Or is there live editing on this thing? Or uh, what? no, there's not live editing, but I swear it said that it. Oh, it I'm, had it. Maybe. I have no idea though. Oh well. Yeah. So, how many NWLA tournaments have you played in? I. Let's see. So. The last one I went to, I didn't play in. Um, the first one I went, the first one we went to was in 2014. So I, I want to say it's like seven or eight that I played in, but I've been to a handful more. Mm. And um, so I've been doing that, and then okay, I started, I actually, I, and then I joined the planning committee in like 2019, yeah. or t- yeah, 2019. And then since then, I've been taking hand and putting it on. How was that? It's really stressful because. Uh, NWLA is the every it, it's ridiculous how much people shit on it hmm. and the efforts that have like the efforts that I've seen put into this tournament the last three or four years have been monumental and like nobody knows how close this thing like honestly this doesn't get talked about nobody knows how close this thing was to dying this tournament deserved to die based on just based on the based on like the outcry that people had and like there's constructive criticism and there's criticism that's just fuck you criticism Hmm. as i would call it and it was like almost coming from within and so based on how you guys were conducting the tournament or how based on how people thought the tournament should be conducted Hmm. basically if the tournament wasn't put on exactly how one entity thought it should be then the tournament was wrong the committee's dumb the committee's wrong and everything should just be reset. And so it's really frustrating when it's like, none of this is for money. 
you know, people are definitely paying out of their pocket to put on these tournaments for the betterment of these of the of national wiffle. Mm-hmm. And it's really tough to do when the top people of this tournament, the top players of this, the faces of this tournament, shit on it constantly. You know, sometimes the people on the committee are publicly shitting on the tournament. It's wild, dude. And the fact that the tournament is still alive is insane. That's honestly and, crazy to hear. Yeah, and it's it, it's I'm glad because we're of, getting a call out on it right now. Yeah, honestly. and it, it's but. it's because of the efforts of Michael Sessions. As soon, so there's a lot there's a lot of history to this tournament, mm. but there's a few people where if it weren't for Sessions, this tournament would have been would have died in 2017. No doubt about that. No question. Um, that's when the benefactor of the tournament gave it up, and uh, it moved to a small town in Michigan, and that was the first strike in a lot of people's books on the mm. tournament, but had it not moved to the small town of Michigan, again, it would have been done. There how, would have been no NWA teams, tournament. How many teams showed up that year when it moved to Michigan? 18? Hmm. Everybody. Everybody came. Which, 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 that's what made it Where, even more frustrating. What state has the most, like at that one, for example, what year was that? That was, so, Morency was in 2017, 18, and 19. And then, Okay. So that was, that was under the, um, that was under Michael Sessions what? and a couple other people that need Michael to be. Michael Sessions. Okay. Yeah, he's, uh, he was, he's the, he was the mayor of that town. And so he got the field time for free, which was huge because we were coming off. The guy, the benefactor of the tournament that I talked about was spending six figures on this tournament. Can I ask you something then? Yeah. Tell me about NWA Minnesota 2024. Like, you know that it's coming here. It, Yeah. Are you, yeah, do, I, are you doing been, anything with that? Or just yeah, like, I mean, I've been on we all, been we all can call. talk to anyone that we can, you know, like, yeah. So figure out plans, like, because I haven't been, but like, that's crazy and super cool to think about. So when I, when I hear you say as someone who doesn't know that that's even going on yeah. for such a tournament that I see as such a important and vital to the wiffle ball year kind of tournament yeah. that we put in effort when it comes here in 24, the tournament like you, it's really, it's really so interesting to me that you say that how vital it seems because the tournament's alive despite itself, and that's that's kind of where I want to end that discussion. There's a lot of people, mm-hmm. Jake Davey, Justin Tompkins, Sam Skibby, Brennan Dudas, Rudy Lyon, and the really tournament is dead without those people. Carl Coffey, and there's people I'm leaving off, and I don't want them to get mad at me, but that's just how it is. NWA 2024 taking place in the Twin Cities was hard work. I was I was in on the call uh, when NWA tournament went to Pittsburgh in 2020. Um, oh wait, no. When the W year? Or no. Yes, yes, that year. 2020. Because it was between three cities. It was between Indianapolis, Pittsburgh, and Minneapolis. And uh, it's going to come here in 2020, possibly. Yep. Oh wow. Yep, but the the distance and the fact that most teams would have to fly in turned everybody off at that time. Which I I, I, just, I, I can understand. I, I understand it. It's, I can not, see it. it's, not a, it's not a popular opinion, especially amongst HRL guys, but I can understand it. Flying in, flying to tournaments is bothersome. I would say, I guess maybe I say this casually, but I think we've, we've, we'll have grown that considerable more amount, though, just as a league. By 2024, we'll be more prepared for it than we would have been in 2020 to host. There's no doubt about that. that. And and the thing that 
it that the reason it's coming to Minnesota, I don't want it to be lost on anybody. The reason it's coming is because of the the sheer volume of passionate HRL players. That was the like the number one thing because Wade Wade took the lead on selling it because Wade and I are both on the NWA tournament committee now. And Wade uh, Wade took the lead on selling Minnesota, which is cool. And he did a good job of it. But the thing he kept harping on was the fact that there's such a large connection of HRL players. And people. And it's really a brotherhood. The, the, that word gets brought up a lot at HRL stuff. And that it's appropriate, for sure. And so... I just want I just want everybody to realize how vital <clears throat> how vital that helping out at this tournament next year is going to be, you know whether it's whether it's like you can show up and have a ball boy or like I don't know if you can just help out in any way because that's how that's why this tournament's going to be here and like there aren't many different sports that get played out at such public that'll probably be played at you know in a very good setting. For yeah, anyone that we know in the cities to come and watch or for us to definitely be there. I and hope like, so. And that's something Try to that, find something that you can do. I don't know what I'm personally going to do do yet, but like being with Sibby and just surrounded by their team and what the case got going, there's Polar Plunge, there's, you know, when it comes to HRL and just what we can do for here, keep like helping out and... Yeah, being ready for something like that, I guess I'm saying because I I think that the well the thing is it's just cool that it's coming here. It's like, awesome, and it's and when so, Evan told me, I, I was like, holy shit! Yeah, it took a lot of work, and it's going to be a lot of work to put it on because I think I really think it's going to be probably the best tournament um, because I I really you know it's, every year it's my favorite style of wiffle ball the fast pitch skinny bat yeah. Which I mean, it, it's raw. the the level. I mean, the level of play is never. It's it's it gets better every year. But like, just I know that Wade is Wade's really good at running a tournament because mm. he's always run Wifflepalooza and that goes well. I mean, I think it's just and like I said, just that and already like there, I I've already been on email threads about planning this tournament and th- and that happened in 2022. So the fact that we were over a year away from doing the tournament and putting it into motion, I think is a great sign because there was a lot of people on that email thread. A lot of people in that in the initial call who had a lot to say, which is awesome, because that's that's what's going to make this tournament great is people helping out the, in the ways they can. I think I guess when you say that, I realize that's pretty much why I was like so like holy crap when Evan told me that it was. Or I think I might have saw it on Twitter also. I can't remember, but that we did get this much of a heads up like that lets you know right away like <clears throat> okay we got this planned out. Yeah, there is a uh, yeah. That was it was Minnesota. a lot of discussion. It was a lot of discussion because that uh, does give us time a full another year and a half to get anything together, anything that we can in that amount of time. You know exactly. That's in that that was that was exactly kind of the point because there, there was a compromise made because uh, Jake Davy, who's the he's the commissioner of Wit of the Wiff is Life League, he ran the 2020 tournament when he was in Pittsburgh, and he's running the 2023 tournament, which is also in Pittsburgh. And the reason that it's going to Pittsburgh right away and why, I, I mean, th- this just worked out for everything because he has he has funding lined up for them mm. uh, putting on the tournament, which is awesome because funding is so huge with putting on that tournament. Mm. Um, and so it's, it's so like when you look at that, it's like how, we can't leave that money on the table. So it's going there. And then on the same hand, like you just said, it gives us time to prepare because like I want this tournament to be at CHS Field. 
mm. in St. Paul. Like, I want this... I Like, this tournament has to be big. I didn't even think of see it. Oh. No, like, you, yeah, I mean, that would be comparable so... to you with. Like, I just... it's And like you said, it can be, it can be something. Like, the way... And with the with the sheer amount of HRL players plus Ooh. plus like the families of the actual players that would be playing their friends and everything like you could legit we could have a crowd there. Imagine, I'm saying I guess you could call this a perfect world. It's like not because in my mind like this is why I always I can't help but dumb it down. Like I don't care anyone yeah. listening to this like <clears throat> doesn't agree with it that um all it would take is for the. Like, how does one reporter or news reporter or anything, like, looking for sport content out in Minnesota with all the sports going on nowadays? If the people knew that there was an, a national wiffle ball tournament going on, you could pack half a CHS. I think so. Be just in, with, in a the year, mere, w- with a year and a half? Well... In, ahead of time, too. And one thing that with you... Like, one thing you were able to witness, along with myself... Both this I year and last year. Like a dumb young kid, though, right? Like no, 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 no. You don't because look at like in no. What, it would literally only one, take a few news like remi- reminders, ads out in, in a little piece of paper, like well, and the and fa- I know we don't like we would have to do all the work to get all that right though, and like individually go in and like apply for being able to have space being talked to, or don't I'm they not, just come around and like when? Wouldn't you expect Care Eleven in these last few years? I don't know about you, but. I don't know, Look but I, Twitter, I know that, like, I mean, the exposure that we would get on alone because of MLW coming so many, would be huge. So many kids around the Twin Cities would love to know that there's wiffle ball tournaments to go watch. Uh, how many kids in the Twin Cities watch MLW currently? And those people would be at that tournament. Like, that's what we saw in York. They had the fan fest and they had those people. They had a crowd following them the whole time. I think there's been a silent, like... Like there's an asleep fan base of whiff, of whiff ball people in Minnesota. I swear it'd be to God, cool. Dude. It'd be cool if there were because it's, um, you know, HRL is the biggest league in the country, and it's in Minnesota. I just think it's sick. I just wanted to put that. I just like putting that in perspective because then you realize how cool it is our league here and just yeah what we can ac- can accomplish together. And I I want to do my part just like. Every Everyone league is every league won. is so different, and it, it's why there, there's sometimes a lot of debate on like what kind of league is good and whether like what kind of format of a league is actually a league. And it's like there's no other league in in the country that's like HRL because there's no other league that has 24 teams and over 100 players. I'm blessed then to play in it. Like 100. percent This oh. is the only this is the only thing of its kind. It's in the so whole country. fun. Once you say it's. I think it's fun. I can't wait for the HRL season this season. I'm, I'm excited for it. It's it. I'm I'm definitely at the point myself where it's more of a kind of hang out with my friends type of thing. Like mm. I know that you know you play against the Aces and you see guys like Psych and Dumpy and like that like the kind of mentality they can bring every week and it's like that's great for them. And I'm able to do that at you with and like that, I can bring and that that's mentality kind of what I, I'm on there too is, is yeah and which is cool HR. man like if you can do that that's sick and that's why it's kudos to you too for wanting to play the fast pitch and shout out Trent Steffes for bringing fast pitch with ball to Minnesota <laughs> yeah man we're gonna we're gonna get it we're gonna get a fast pitch tournament started mm. the the fast pitch wiffle scene in the Midwest is gonna is gonna explode give it five years as a oh no doubt! I mean, this year, cold take. Twenty twenty four NWLA tournament is gonna be. It's gonna be a good one. It's gonna be a good one. 
All right. Um, I did have a, a list of questions. A bunch of, or a couple of things I wanted to go over also. Sure. The jerseys. Yeah. The jerseys. How long have you been making jerseys for the HRL? 2018, I think. Okay. It was the first year I did it. So like five, I think. So it feels like since I've been in it. That's why. Yeah, pretty much. It felt like, oh, he, <laughs> he could have said I've been doing it for 10 years. Now. Yeah. Oh, okay. No. Uh, in fact, T-Mac, he was on the Yankees and formerly the Pirates. He did a very similar thing. Mm. He had a similar setup where he would make the jerseys the same way I would for a while. Is he still in the league? He... He, I mean, he played last year. I'm not sure if I think he's a free agent this year, but yeah, he's been he's for, been playing. Uh, what's he he played for the Yankees. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so, uh, but no, it's no. Yeah. I just want to know about him because tell me a little bit about your process making them, only because I'm curious and yeah, or unless you don't like ex- unless you have no. It's I mean it's it's an easy I mean it's graphic design or or. There's that whole process, but like... Or uh, secrets that you have about... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's 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 really... In, it's it's tedious for sure, but it, it it allows for a lot of creativity. Because like there's, there's screen printing and then there's vinyl, which is what I use. Do you have any funny stories about making them or like logos? No, just the... Just some... I, just when I see old... What I... Like... It's Old cool versions of what I would you do. make them... But, Can like, we... I just cringe because I would, like, I, I've gotten so much better at making them. And so, like, some of the jerseys from back in the day, they would, like, fall apart because I would layer them on top of one another. And it's like, now I know not to do that. But it's like, and so some sometimes, God, Johnny Manziel did it this year all the time on the Mariners. And it pissed me off every single week. <laughs> he was getting in my head because he would wear these old jerseys and they would sometimes be falling apart. And I'm like, damn it, Johnny, I make these brand new jerseys for you. <laughs> but, uh... That's but that's happened. the thing is that yeah. like you just look back and you're like, oh god, this is just a piece of crap. But back in the day, it was like good. I think I think I can speak for a lot of guys in the league. And I'm sure you do a little bit that you know you subconsciously know though that that's just a part of like the not the greatest jersey of all time. That's low right. key peeling on the edges. Like, yeah, yeah. None of us care. Like it's so <laughs> normal. <laughs> no, for sure. and, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure. Yeah, it's... it honestly adds that character that that <laughs> one that you've had it for. For sure, and like yeah. it, it, like. Those new ones from this year, though, are, like, they're not going to do that, I feel like, just even for longer. No, they, they won't. Do. Yeah, I've been able you know? to, I've, I've adjusted the process that that it won't it peel off like outright, will. and if it does lift, it's going to be super minimal, but, yeah, yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I just it's think that, getting, that stuff is cool. Yeah, it's fun. It's really You're the me. guy that's doing it, though? Like, yeah, it's my, I are mean. Are you doing it for the whole league right now? Or do I? Uh, like, not so much for the whole league. There's you. Like, there's like there's half? a decent amount who don't because there's uh, a lot of, because um, there's there's a process of jersey making called dye sublimation, which is like, which is literally like they put this shirt through a printer and it shoots ink into the into it. Mm-hmm. So it's so it's like that. And um, think chihuahuas, rubber ducks. Their mm-hmm. new jerseys, the, the mm-hmm. yellow ones, with that all over print, you know, and so that used to be just ridiculously expensive. Are those the same material as the baby cakes ones that you did for us? Technically, it is, but it's definitely different blends and stuff like that oh, because okay. it, because that. Well, those actually, the of... baby the baby cakes ones is actually pretty similar, just because again the technology in that realm of jersey making has gotten a lot more accessible and better. Since even 2014, when we when I started using that, 
Here's one for you. Have you made any jerseys? Like, did you make the Meats jerseys or any like, yeah. national teams? Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, did you make all the ones for NWLA? I do a lot for NWLA, and I've been able to do some stuff for some UWIF teams, which has been really fun, but um, a lot of the East Coast people, very rightfully so, go to a guy named Brian DiNapoli mm. uh, for their jerseys, and he does the same process I do, same material, same, you know, it's, it's heat transfer vinyl. And uh, he's he's no, he's online as Font Guys. So if you see Font Guys on mm. on Instagram, he he does. It's, it's he's a really that's a really fun follow because he'll post pictures of all the teams that he does and then add them to reels and stuff like that, and like stories and just mm-hmm. it, it's really cool. But he he does an insane amount. Damn. Like like in like to like it blows me away how many he does, <laughs> how many teams he does. So uh, so he's he's. He's without a doubt the Jersey Goat, I would say. Have you but done? It's, it's fun. Have you done all of them basically for? Um, well, does every team even have jerseys that you made in end up MNWA? Yeah, MNWA. Yeah, that's been that, that's been me. That that's been all me since twenty since I started. That's just cool to think though cool. that you've like provided for team jerseys. Like, yeah, no, for the whole league, basically. Yeah, no, I like that for sure. And you know yeah. there was. You've yeah. taken that responsibility, and you know you definitely know about it because yeah. when you say like, different it. blends, I mean yeah, you know that it, that that's some different material, but oh, definitely to to go and do it, I think yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, I'm definitely I judge <laughs> I judge people's jerseys all the time. Who are your favorite jerseys 2022? CCW, the Skull Crushers from uh, from UWF. They were the gold and blue jerseys, so it was a lot like the Phoenix Suns. Um, mm. so Circle City, they won the national, they won the NWA championship this year. I can't recall seeing those blue and, you said blue and gold? Yeah, blue and gold. Um, so it's a lot like, <clears throat> so it's a lot like the Pacers. It's, it says that a lot of their uniforms have been Pacers inspired. Mm. And so, but they... Where are they from? They are from Indy. Okay. So they've yeah. been, they've been hosting the NWA That's tournament the last few years, which is... Oh, damn. Which is cool. And you did theirs? I so I do I do their to. I do their NWLA tournament jerseys. The they did not go to me for oh, these, and gotcha. I gave I gave them a bunch of shit for that. But here's here's a picture of it. Oh, those are sweet. Yeah, and so uh, I mean, <laughs> now what I'm realizing right now is that they're blue and gold, which is uh, it's it's Mariners colors. Uh, so that's huh? so that's definitely why I have yeah, a bias also- towards them. That's actually, and that's prior lake colors too, of course. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. I, that that's. I mean, that's why I chose the Mariners team name was for yeah. the blue and gold. Mm. That color scheme. Dude. Yeah. So uh, what about it in the HRL? So CCW Skull Crushers. Yeah, the Skull favorite. Crushers. That that was my favorite this year that I saw. Um, favorite one that you made in 2022 that or that was on on fields in 2022. Gosh. I really liked our North Star stuff. Ooh, yes. Which was nice. But, and then if we want to talk HRL. I'm not an HRL, observer, but those are great. Yeah, and what, and what I have planned for those next years would be fun. HRL. Ducks? Did you n- make I'm the, not, yeah, you so did. I did not make the Ducks ones. Um, oh. But the Ducks ones are cool. The, the feather pattern they have on their sleeves is really sick, and I, I really like those jerseys a lot. I really like the Baby Cakes ones. I knew that... Right, because that it wasn't even my design. I put it together. Cold take. But, 
Uh, but that was, I think it was a, I don't know, it was a discussion and Seuss gave me the parameters of what they wanted and then that's what I came up with. And so I really liked how those turned out. They were super classy. Do you make the touch? Oh, yeah. I'm just so curious about it now. Yeah. Like, do you make the touches on like just how far out even shoulder seams go or is it like pretty standard sizing when it comes to um yeah i th- when it that, comes to what material you are using based off of at that point it's things. just what i it, yeah at that point it's just kind of trial and error and seeing what people like mm-hmm. and so at that so for that seuss was saying let's try some two button jerseys and i'm like all right cool i don't really do two button jerseys that much um and so i wanted to give it a try and so but and then i found this material that i thought was pretty cool when i was making the shirts and so after a few weeks i asked seuss i'm like how, how do these feel because mm-hmm. I'm really interested in them. And then he told me how good he liked them. And then it's the same material that I used for the North Stars one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The same, just a different color. So uh, The North Stars are two button down, are they? Exactly. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's the same shirt. Um, and that's what I really like is being able to kind of experiment and then get other people's feedback on what to do. Yeah. Um, that yeah. must be pretty cool, though, being able to see jerseys like out on the field. A little bit. Like that's, once that's, you man just see the colors. And... That's one thing that definitely doesn't get lost on me throughout the years. And you know, that one, you had to make that one with that logo and that yeah. one and that one with that. It's my favorite like... when when we're at a rink in HRL and all four teams are wearing my jerseys. Mm. That's definitely a, a nice little nice little ego boost. But but no, I mean, it, it's... it's I, I just... Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it, it's cool, man. I, and if you don't... you I'm not like... It, don't go for me don't go to me for jerseys and that's totally cool. You know, I'm just, I'm just glad we're at the point where people are wearing jerseys, man. Yeah. Cause like when I started in HRL, jerseys were like a luxury. No, it was just a kid's kids, you know, like wearing like regular clothes. Yeah. You know? And man, when we got it going now a little bit with yeah, these jerseys. It's and, high end. And I mean, when I, yeah. when we started end up, when we started playing NWA tournament, there were so many teams that had a white t-shirt, black numbers and the logo on the front. Like, just the most minimal, bare effort jerseys. And it's come so long. It's come such a far way. Um, and, I mean, it's just something I care about. <laughs> well, definitely. But for any players that are out there that have any sort of longevity, for example, when it comes to having a jersey, they're nice to have mm-hmm. a good jersey, though, you know? Yeah, it's fun. There's been, a, there's been at, at UWIF recently, there's been a lot of jersey swapping, which I think is really cool. Yeah, I love cool. seeing that kind of make its way into Wiffle. Yeah. How do you like doing Holy Commutes? Holy Commutes is really fun because I don't put any effort into it. Mm. <laughs> it's yeah. just uh, it's just sitting down with my brother and recording it for 20 minutes, 20 to 30 minutes or, ho- or however long it takes. And I mean, it's just, I mean, it's super, it's low effort for me because I can give him whatever and he'll just go with it yeah and let me take the lead and just and just and just kind of i love letting you react. talk yeah that's basically what i've done with that <laughs> right. you, you know. yeah um but no it it's holy commutes is fun and it's uh so holy commutes is a podcast and every like every third month we'll do a full month of shows so every weekday well every weekday morning there's going to be a new podcast so it's like so like we do January, April, July, and October. I think those are three months. Hmm. And uh, and so those months are stacked and packed because those are like... April is when Wiffle Leagues are getting going. So, uh, Jan- July is when they're 
when a lot of tournaments happen and when the leagues mm-hmm. are kind of getting towards their apex. And then October, that's the year-end wrap-up and, you know, UWIF and any other fall tournaments. And then so January is definitely the hardest one to do. But uh, so then you got to get a little creative. But it's it's fun to, like, kind of have this every third month. So it's like the burnout isn't there on our end because it would suck to have to do a podcast every single week. Yeah. Um, or, I mean, it would for me because, I mean, there's just not much to talk about. When no, for sure. <laughs> you can, without saying the same stuff over and over there's again. There's a lot of... Uh, uh, but, but, but another good part of it is that... Yeah. Uh, there's a different host every day. And so, you know, we'll, Austin and I do Wednesdays. And so we'll do three or four Wednesdays a month. But then there's four other guys doing the rest of the days of the week. And so I think it's a really good mix. Because it's a good mix of East Coast. Because you got, right now, this season we have is a really great season. We have the Paul, Paul and Tim Cook, who are the, they run the Mid-Atlantic Wiffleball League and UWIF. They're the guys behind UWIF. And uh, they, they've been doing they've been doing this since two thousand two. Damn. They they've been running wiffle ball and like but been behind the scenes of this sport forever. It's ridiculous. And so just listening to them talk about anything wiffle ball is like listening to histor. Uh, they're they're wiffle ball historians. Yeah. Um. Tuesday you got Texas Tim Dean. And uh, you'll remember him. So he's the big dude with the Texas accent. Who who he's the voice of the, of UWIF. He's the one calling out everybody's. I can't remember. His, I don't think I. I don't. Even, I don't even know if I ever saw him like like right there. He's right. up in the booth every time. He was. was he there. was. Yeah. But Texas uh, Texas Tim. He is. He's the guy who also um, used to make the what a bats. And so uh, yeah. And so he he another wiffle ball legend. He used to host the tournament or he used to help run the tournament in texas when you he made the bats he yeah so what he'll do is uh he i don't think he's doing this anymore but he would lathe he, he would take blocks of wood lathe out a handle and then you can buy the blue bats that we're speaking of you can buy them from the factory for like four bucks hmm. and they're but they're 30 inches long which is even shorter than the yellow bat and they're thick you, they're thick presses them no, I mean they're 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 the same size, but the handle is just super short. Oh. Um, again, it's shorter than an actual yellow bat, and so what he does is then chops off that handle and then screws sinks a couple screws into the custom handle he made. And then, I see. Yeah, that's why they're all wrapped up and taped at the bottom. Exactly. Yeah, I didn't. I don't think I knew that 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 was the reason on all of them. Or yeah. that's what a what about was. Yeah, those. Yeah, so that. That's so sick. Yeah, those bats out of the box are not ideal for using in competition uh but he does tuesdays and he's he's always really interested to listen to because and he he comes up i think i want to try to get him here for nwa tournament in 2024 but he comes up here to do a lot of curling because he's a big curler mm. and so he's like he's always coming Curling's up to duluth sick. i know he's always like coming up to duluth in minneapolis in the winter it's crazy wow um but then myself and austin on wednesdays tom gannon who's like the most well-traveled wiffle ball player out there um like if you watch the warehouse games which is like a blitz ball thing but if you've ever seen that on youtube he takes part in that and that's like that's like the mlw of blitz ball they're like extremely popular get an insane amount of views uh but in so he's been doing that along with playing in some huge wiffle ball leagues he played with the wiffle tigers which was the japanese wiffle ball team that came over and played in Mm. uwiff um so tom tom's done it all and he's done it everywhere 
And then Friday is a NWA, NWLA legend, uh, Josh Smith, who uh, he used to host the Two Wiffle Dudes podcast. Mm. And he, uh, he ran the Huntington Wiffle Ball League in West Virginia forever, until up until a few years ago. But yeah, so I mean, Austin and myself are definitely the, we're the rookies in this, in this cast, but it's fun. I just, you two are just fucking great, honestly. <laughs> like, it's fun, man. HRL. Well, I saw it. So, like, that's why I know that there's no denying it, like, when I say that, because I saw it when we were out there in. Yeah, in Pennsylvania. Being cool with the guys, being part of the tournament, put on a show against. What's their name in the first game of that tournament? I can't Black remember. Black Dog, baby. Black Dog, Black Dog Country Black Club. Black Dog, baby. Like, we were right there. Yeah. Establishing Minnesota with football. I'm just, I think that's cool to be a part of even. It put me, us on me, the map. Me personally. Yeah. I'm only happy to be a part of it in general. Like, even if I didn't go to UF last fall, that I've been to hometown a few times now. Mm-hmm. And I've been to a couple other tournaments, even with Evan or. Yeah. There is. for Wishes and yeah. HRL. But like, UF's really made me realize that. Because I also haven't been to NWLA. That's why me, as someone else in the league, I'm. I mean, I think it's gonna be dope to go at the very least set up a lawn chair and watch football. The best or be, players in the country. Or be in the stands watching the best football players in the country. Yeah. No. Uh, there's, you know, HRL is, HRL is great for a thousand reasons, but there's, you know, there's there's a whole world of wiffle out there, and it's really cool, mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people respect the HRL too. Definitely. Which is cool. Yeah. Let's get another... Let's switch it over or something. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. HRL. Let's yeah. talk about the HRL quick. Let's do it. Um, who are your favorite teams? Talk about your couple favorite moves from free agency. If you pay attention or even care. Let's see. Well... I don't care that much. Nightmare just went to the vibes. I did see that. That was called. Uh, that, if you're hearing I, I, this, I went on if a, you're hearing this, we're recording this on one five, so <laughs> it's probably come out next week. And yeah, I uh, I went bowling with Mippy and Mippy and the Wish, and that was our that was our theory. Mm. Um, that he's gonna so, go there. Yeah, and I was uh, I'm interested to speak to to speak to Seuss about that and see what he thinks because um, you know Seuss and Nightmare are. They're they're a duo, you know. They are they're they're like you can't. It's almost like you can't bring up one without mentioning the other. Yeah. And they've been you know they've been there at the apex of each other's careers, and uh, and I know how much respect and love and is shared know, between two, the two of them. Yeah. And, and so now it's just it's, gonna be so interesting when we play each other. So I know what you mean when I when you say about Zach's reaction. Cause I, I know, and, and I mean Zach. They both get intense though. That's what I'm saying. Playing. It's it's they they are. They're each other's. I mean, yeah, they're they're. I'm blessed to have played with them both. Yeah, they're destined to be with about. each other, and now they're on the opposite. Like, I mean, they're <laughs> yeah. they're like the two the two rival the biggest rivalry in Egan. You know, yeah, just got a little bit just got a little bit more spicy with mm-hmm. the addition of Nightmare coming back. Yeah, which is cool. That good fellas, that steak just got a little bit. Just yeah, a little bit of salt. How could you say no when you got a whole production team waiting for you there yeah. for the vibes? I love that video. <laughs> I didn't watch it. 
<laughs> John's so good. He, I'm I pretty sure he's the one. I'm pretty sure he's the one editing that. Honestly, it's he has to be. It's actually just great. I saw a screenshot of Hawk as uh, Henry Hill, and so that's yeah. all I needed. <laughs> no, but it's a. Uh, that's an interesting one. I'm. Here's what. Here's one for you. Yeah. Um, ben Carolyn. He mm. was signed by the Americans. There's your rookie of the year. He's the one that went to Luther. I don't know. Luther. I don't know, but he's the Hopkins. Oh, no. I'm thinking of the. You're thinking of Harrison. Mm, the one that signed to the Braves, maybe. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. But this kid, uh, Ben Carolyn, is uh, he's gonna be Hopkins rookie of the year. He his his uh his he's he got into wiffle ball because his cousin I went to high school with his cousin mm. his cousin Peter Monsrud he is an MNWA legend NWA tournament legend he played for MNWA he led the tournament he led NWA tournament the national tournament in batting average back to back years mm. this is his cousin damn I would say he's a better hitter um he's He's got more power. He's got this more power. This is such a great take. I didn't like. Yeah, no, and I know. And it, I'm it's, excited. It's for going such to go under player. the radar. I love. That's why I want to. I wanted to say this to you in this. Yeah, I can't wait for this next season because everyone's getting a little bit better. You know, oh, like dude. someone like Dumpy and Babyface, and now Nightmare and Seuss, and I'm in it. It's like, like there's and everyone else because that's the one that just comes to my mind right there. Because that's. And then we have a new guy like that that you're telling me is yeah. I mean, it's he's like he's, a, he's a lefty hitter. It's is there be, a nickname or no nickname yet? Well, so which is cool because he's gonna come in completely fresh, just gonna be plain old Ben, and he'll get something because he's he's gonna be he's gonna be a special player. Um, he played very briefly in MNWA last season. Hmm. Um, played for maybe two nights, um, but from what I was able to see and the way he hung with some of the better fast pitchers, I was like, wow. And so, uh, to see that he's going to be playing for the Americans full-time gives them a huge boost. A much-needed boost, especially after losing Peanut and Thunderson, of course. But this mm. is going to be... This is, this is a very... I mean, he's part of, he's part of their family. I mean, they're, they're, you know, you talk about f- family when, when it comes to the vibes. He's part of, he's part of the MNWA family. And, Am- and, and Americans are a family team. It seems like whenever I play them... Like, 100%, dude. They're, it's, all, it's all... And I mean, it's all... They, they, if they're a family, they're cousins of the Mariners. Like it's all, it's all encompassed in MNWA. Yeah, We're, those are all MNWA guys, and so that's great. And I'm, I'm kind of learning that even right now. Yeah, you know? yeah. Those, those two franchises, we're, we're forever going to be intertwined. And then we have that friendly factor side that's reuniting this year. You know. Yeah, no. That that's the wish see, going back. You know, which is what we need. I need, I need the wish. No, back I, in I think. I, me and Evan talked about that a little bit. I mean, we we both loved all of them just because we were both on a year. And I'm, like, I still feel fresh. Like, don't really know what to do when it comes to jumping around to another team. I've been content with where I've been at, you know, based off of the teams I've had. But mm-hmm. So even when it came to this year, we're staying. So it was crazy to see all this movement and new guys being added just after a year, it's like great. last year, I guess you know. No, no, it's only yeah, it's great. I love it. I mean, yeah, there, I there's so too. many, there's so many people that will you know roll their eyes and be like, "Man, Hopkins is so loaded," but I want, I want to play the best. I want to be in a division with the Chihuahuas and the Blue Wahoos and the Grasshoppers and every other, every other good team in in Hopkins. I yeah. want to be in a division in the Aces. Like that's, I want all of them in my division somehow. Iron sharpens iron, and that's 
like I'm not gonna hesitate when we got Black Dog as our as our draw mm. out at UF. It's like give us the best because that's and I want the best that the league has to offer. And mm. just seeing Hopkins get better year after year, yeah, is awesome. I love it. Yeah, I I definitely haven't had any sort of problem with it at all. It's, <laughs> It's good to see. I'm only. I literally I love only, Hopkins like, is a mess. Love seeing because you know I'm competitive out there, so I like playing against yep. any like. There is not a. There is not an easy night in Hopkins. It doesn't matter if you're playing the. It doesn't matter if you're playing the Millers. It doesn't matter if you're playing the Mariners, the Twins, the Blue Sox. You are in for a rough night. There is no such thing as an easy win in Hopkins. Top to bottom, last place to first place, no easy wins. I would have to agree. Especially with an off season like this year, you know. Yeah. And I I was thinking about because when I say this year, like I think a lot of guys are gonna be better players like Keeks, you know. Mm-hmm. And That's the, Dumpy's the, brother, right? Yeah, and the yeah, and he's gonna be well. Keeks actually is gonna be good as well. I got the inside scoop from Sib, and I don't know if Keeks will be at school much or if he's mm-hmm. gonna be there full summer, full time. Oh, really? I don't know what his status is. Oh. But I could be completely wrong, and he might be ready to go. But in that, as far as I know, they still have Mihoff, who's another young guy with an arm. Yeah, he can toss the ball, and you get. So I think the whole. I just think it's funny. I think it's sick, though. Like, trust me, I look at Hopkins like that's obviously the city to be in. Right. I, of course, I'm sitting here like that's the city to be in, but <laughs> yeah. I think Egan is nice. I've always... Egan's Egan's fun. Egan's uh, that sounds that sounds demeaning. Egan's Egan's hard too. There's a lot of hard teams. I heard you and, and I heard you and I heard you and Syke saying that you think the bottom teams are going to be better this year, and I think that's going to be true. I mean, you see it every year. Braves just picked up that guy. Well, though. the Braves. I, I can't mean, remember. Yeah. I can't remember his. I can't remember his name. But neither neither can I. But he's, he's a, a yeah college baseball player from with him for wishes Yeah, come again. With him for wishes champ. Is he? Oh, yeah, he's, sure. a, he's a D3, or like first team or second team all pro for Luther College in baseball. Right, right, yeah. So he can, I don't know. Most guys that can swing a bat are going to be good in the HRL. I'm excited. Says so, so a take for you. Braves are probably going to be I think team to beat this year. I think Ben Carolyn played D2. going to be. Well, yeah. Scrabble was West Region National Rookie of the Year. Yeah, he, he cool. should be national. I think Ben Carolyn played D2 baseball at Northern State. Hmm. And then Antics also played at Luther College. So there's a few Luther College players in here. I love it. Dude, that's why I'm so excited for next, for this next year. There's so baseball. many there's so many there's so many college baseball players just in Hopkins alone. I love it. Yeah. Best player you've ever played against? Hmm. What about HRL first? Let's see. Okay, HRL first. I'm gonna have to say Mippy. Um, hmm. and that's that's a complete gut reaction. Just um, that's probably just the right call though. There's, I mean, I really can't. It's hard for me to get a read on him on the mound. Um. You know, he's just an absolute glitch in the field, and he can hit 
for, from both sides of the plate for everything. So I would think Mippy's definitely the best HRL player all around, like, that I would say I've faced off against, um, even though there's obviously a litany of guys you can put on that list. Nationally, um, I've been lucky to play against a lot of great guys nationally, like uh, like a couple NWA tournament early champions, such as Ryan Bush from the Freaky franchise and the New York Meets. Um, mm. But that was that was kind of like what the meets were. The, cl- the classic meets was the Freaky franchise, and so we got to play them a few times. But he never got to pitch What's against his us. His name is Ryan Bush. Mm. Um, and then, then you had the Harleys from Tampa as well. But I would have to say the best pitcher that I faced is is it's come at you with, and it's it was Mike Styles, mm. um, that guy that we were talking about that Tyler beat you out of the tournament. Times? I faced him one year. We faced him mm. in twenty twenty one. In the second round, uh, Jersey Lemonheads versus North Stars, um, Squirrel hit a home run off of him. Um, so that so, he, so that was really cool. But that the, Mike Mike ran that ran through that tournament because that team they lost their first game and they made the final four, hmm. which is wild. That is that is that is winning a ton of games. Hmm. And Mike pitched those games. Mike pitched them all. Um, and he's, I mean, he plays for Long Island University baseball team Mm. and, uh, he's just, he's, he's the most naturally hard thrower I've ever faced. And that kind of power, um, is really, uh, it's really hard to face. Really special. It's really, yeah, it's, it stands out. And, uh, with football like that though, in general. Yeah. Also, um, but man, but I mean, even, even facing off against smallpox, um, and that style is really tough because he has a lot he's of probably he has a lot of he's velocity probably one of the best too. Tournaments in, he's probably one of the best players we both ever played yeah, against, honestly. Probably, but HRL or fast pitch. Even well, though we've never played. Have you ever played him in fast pitch? Besides practice, you know. I think I think just practice, but even in mm-hmm. just the practice has been impressive. Yeah, we've the, that that game that we keep referencing against Black Dog Country Club, our first round game this year at UWF, we played against some legends. Matty Griffin was the starting pitcher, the one that Austin hit two home runs off of. Matty Griffin won uh, the Ultimate Whiffler Championship, and that's the best player of 2011. And he's a multiple-time national champion. And he's—I mean—he's just ridiculously crafty and good. He's a lot like—he's a lot like Hater. I needed a reminder that this is who we faced in that first game. That oh yeah, had two bombs off. Of oh him. yeah, and then the guy that came in and relieved Steve uh, Tripsis. Um, he, so if, if you watch it, he's this, he's this bald guy. Steve Tripsis has been probably the most elite pitcher west of the Mississippi for the last 10 years. And we faced him? Yeah, and he, re- he replaced the guy that Austin hit oh. two bombs off of. That guy, that's like, the, that was their, that wasn't their best pitcher because they have this guy named John Jordan Bonet. Ah, maybe it's John, I don't know. It's this younger guy from Vegas, and he throws mm. gas, and he was their, he was their bracket pitcher, but... The two guys we faced for Black Dog were some of the most decorated and great players. Yeah, I, Mike Styles is going to be probably by the end of it the best player I've ever faced. But Matty Griffin and Steve Trips is our right now. And you've played? Did you play Mike at NWLA? You were saying? Or uh, you with you with okay. uh, the 2021? Oh, so okay. the year before you went. Got you. Yep. Got you. Does he play in NWLA? He does not. Tournament? He could because he plays in MAW. 
He does play in MAW. Yeah. But I'm not sure. Do they have a speed limit at all in MAW? They do not. So that's why so he he's so great. That hard? He yeah. He all summer. That's he incre- was doing. That's he, incredible. He was hitting. He was hitting that's 103 incredible. after a summer of pitching. It's not like he saved. Well, his... he's warmed up as fuck. He's letting that. And and again, like moves. I said, on top of that, he pitched college baseball in that that spring. Wow. Yeah. So he's. Uh, it's gonna catch up to him, I think. But yeah, he's he's gonna be around for a while. He he was a rookie but, last year. But... How about this for a take then? I guess. What if. Right now, there are guys like that coming in who almost have that major league arm in a, in a wiffle ball setting that he might... What if he does last? Are you saying he might not last with that arm? Um, Yeah, because he's putting a lot of... He's putting a lot of miles on it right now. And I've, and you've seen it a lot, especially not in, not in his league, but with the Ridley Park League. A lot of those guys take on a lot of innings very early in their careers and so many of them like so many of them have had to have reconstructive surgery on their elbows and uh but mike mike has the benefit of being a college athlete so he has trainers and he knows how to work out he knows how to he knows how to pitch i think and that's what i and that's what i say that because when i watch him i'm like okay he knows how to throw the ball actually though which is yeah that's a good point i mean he he could yeah he could be doing this for his for a while i mean just having that velocity Maybe maybe not throwing triple digits forever, but I mean, he could be in the nineties for the rest of his it life. Sh- it shows how good a shape or good a arm strength Tyler's is to throw like even how he did. Yeah, you know? and, and I mean, there's session. another another college pitcher as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's really you get to play a lot of good guys, and I mean, it, it we shouldn't. I don't want to dem- like. There's a lot of great. There's a lot of great athletes and players in the HRL. Mm-hmm. Which is cool. Yeah, definitely. Like I mean, Tyler and everything. A lot of I mean, we had we had Boom, who was a pro player. Yeah, I just love being able to not play my hardest if I don't want to. You know, <laughs> just like I right. think we all do. You know, right, we right. all take it easy whenever <laughs> we want to. Totally. I just love that. Like, I think that's a cool thing. Well, any league does that during the regular season. Yep. You could say, but. Minnesota does. I think that that's like literally such a cool thing that we have it in this league that not that not many other leagues probably do around the country, and that's out of the fun, competitive balance. It's a, yeah. It's a. It's certainly it. I mean, that's another. You want to have a good unique. time, don't you? Want to have a good time too? If we have an NWLA tournament here, like it will be. <clears throat> it, will it will be, be. for sure. Just it's because be. I mean, it's it always is, and. Uh, I mean, I really do think that people are going to be excited to come here to Minnesota. Just from from talks I've had with people since the decision was made, it seems like people are excited to come out here. Yeah. And I think that I don't think there's going to be as much bitching and like kind of we don't have complaining. But I for think example, I mean, we don't have the most expensive airport to fly into. No, I mean I we have say. the international airport, and I mean if if we had to do it somewhere near Egan, like I don't know TCO, the TCO Performance Center. In Egan, that's another possibility hmm. because that's where the Vikings practice. You know, they have, oh yeah, they have that turf field um, with with stands. It's not being used. I think oh, it is being used by a soccer team in the summer, but I think that's the hang up there. But I mean, that one is literally like right off the airport. We're gonna talk about that with a couple guys. Yeah, during our legend lineup that we're gonna do with the HRL podcast. Sweet. So that's gonna be fun to talk about. And yeah, dude. Because we do have the whole season, so I'm I'm personally excited just to witness because like, 
even Evan being good friends with Wade, and I just get to see and hear about like what's going on, and mm-hmm. I hope we're able to do it. And shit, I'll go in and and you know talk to a manager <laughs> s- s- somewhere too. Like yeah, I I know the commission. Everyone's <laughs> everyone's doing their thing, but yeah, yeah, it's, it's in good hands. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Um, you're welcome, HRL, for all the good content, <laughs> honestly. You are you are extremely knowledgeable about mm-hmm. wiffle ball, though. Sure. Which is super cool. Thank I you. Mm, what is... Here's a question that Sib... Psych, Evan Psych Sibbett of the HRL sent in and yeah. of the MNWA elites in the Minnesota North Stars in the Dong Show. <laughs> uh, a question from him. What does your wiffle ball journey look like in the next five years? That's a great, that's a great question. It's going to be... And he definitely means like everything. Yeah, it's going to be far stretched. It's going to be, it's going to be all encompassing because I think I have plans right now to take a team out to the MAW opening day. And that takes place in York, Pennsylvania, which is where UWIF takes place, but this is at their league location in a guy's backyard. Mm. It's a it's a classic Wiffle complex. It's a there's a legendary place. So I'm excited. Evan <clears throat> excuse me. Evan's been there. Mm. So uh so he can speak to that. I think he's some, I can't remember if he sent me anything or if I ever saw a picture of it. Yeah. Does it have like the nice is it a full ninety? Yeah, and it's got trees. It's okay. got a bunch of trees and stuff too. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, so that's what that's looking like. Um, you know, MNWA. We're we're changing to the tournaments in the summer, which is going to be fun. Um, I mean, I I plan to I plan to get better at fast pitch, man. That's that's something that like that's really that's kind of been my niche that I found when it comes to playing, the style that I really succeed at. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the. It's every pitch, every pitch in a fast pitch at bat is a battle. And I mean, you know that. Like I said, going it's up. It's like gunfire when you're standing up there. It really is. And it's like, you got to be prepared going up there. You yeah. got to, you got to have done. I mean, you got to have done your homework. You know, we were watching, we were watching film all week of, uh, of Matty Griffin. And we, and we know where guys are at when there's, when those guys are stepping in the box, they're fucking hot, you know? Yeah. Like, ready to go you yeah know? dude and yeah oh my god and these are some of the craftiest hitters that you've ever faced and each row guys side. have had to do it they won a national championship doing it yeah and stepping in and loading up you know being... yeah it's been it, so that's been fun and I just kind you, of i saw how natural you were at it and it's crazy to see the difference even between that and the hro and yeah. that's why it's so cool it really is because i mean you know you have myself and squirrel who you know squirrel who's middle of the road I mean, he's a he's a good hrl hitter he's got good hitting numbers his pitching is is, is it's all right it's almost there he's not going to pitch as much this year he might not pitch at all squirrel no Who? squirrel in oh. hrl he might not pitch at all but fast pitch like i said he made the top 100 man fast pitch is his game and so like you said it's just squirrel is a very good fast pitch pitcher yeah oh my hitter. gosh it's yeah that's hitter. his style too and so we just kind of i mean we we like practicing that style and kind of getting better at it and just watching it. And so I think that when it comes to my wiffle journey in the next five years, I would say that it's going to lean towards that style. Cause I want to, 
I want to go down and play um, and in the Missouri you, Wiffle Ball. You, you want to immerse yourself in the in the community. Like yeah, exactly. Have, it's a, like it's you a, have been, but yeah, it's it's a fun community. But it's gonna it'll be it'll be great to kind of see them even more and just kind of just get a new perspective on a lot of wiffle ball stuff too. Um, you know, we're going to try to be doing our own fast pitch championship tournament for the Midwest. We're going to be trying to get that up and going, if not this year, within the next few years. And so like a U with style tournament in the Midwest somewhere. Mm. And so again, a lot of it is going to revolve around this new style, which is cool. Um, cause I'm really excited. I'm really excited for that. Yeah. And, uh, you're gonna, and you also. It's. It sounds like you have intention to help grow wiffleball reach. Yeah. And just grow wiffleball. Definitely. Getting people I, I just to think try it's the funny new to style. Be able to out even here. say that. No. Yeah. It's no. A, no like, it really is. It's. Because I see you doing it, and like, you naturally do it by like with the jerseys, with playing at different tournaments, with being. Yeah by playing all these legit tournaments for so long mm-hmm. and still wanting to do more. And that's why we got the 20th year, 2024, that tournament. That's why if I'm being able to speak on a podcast right now with Trent, yeah, coach, I'm going to say that the 2024 NWA tournament is something massive as a league to look forward to. 100%. It really is. And it, it's going to be really special to have that off on the heels of our, because we can have our 20th season and it can, it can be all about HRL and not have like, yeah, it's the 20th season, but we got the tournament coming up and, you know, we got this national tournament and everybody's effort is going to be put on the national tournament. Mm-hmm. You know, again, why another year, why having that, it would have been special to like have like, Hey, we're going to cap off our 20th year with the national tournament. But in my opinion, as an HRL, like both planning it and as an HRL player, it's going to be a lot better to have this celebration of HRL as a league in all of all of this year and all of year 20. And then next year, like we can we're going to be building up and hyping up that thing all year. I so 100 percent agree. Yeah. And we're not going to be like it's, it's going to be cool not to get the wire. Like we're going to be able to put all the effort into year 20 and then put all the effort into the tournament. Hmm. So the next two years, at least for HRL, are going to be pretty sweet. As you can imagine, then, like, m- moving to California. Yeah. Dude, that's why I just, I like saying that, because for me, it actually was like, I thought I was going to be done. Mm-hmm. I didn't know. Didn't know if I was ever going to play in the league again. And now I have this, like, feeling, because I've been, I've been wanting to go. I got family in, like, multiple places out of state, or just opportunity to go. Yeah. Take any job opportunity I, I desire, and... When I was like, oh, at the end of the season, you know, and then it hit and then realizing you're 20 and then I get told about NWA, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, <laughs> I'm definitely, I, I, I want to stay through that year or I'm just knowing that I'm 100% going to be at UWF Yeah, I'm going to try out for NWA this summer and next oh, summer yeah. and then I'm going to be there and I'm going to help out however I can yeah. for the NWA tournament because I think that's so cool. It's gonna be great. Yeah. Um, those dong show tryouts are gonna be something something else too, because I think I've never done anything like that. And I'm, I'm really excited I'm good to see. Enough, it. Like, I think I think you will be because I think I mean, it's hard to be a game changing fielder at those kind of tournaments. Exactly. And you are and you are. But I which is I know crazy. that I would need to hit well and and you can. That's totally fine with me. That like 
that's obviously such a strong requirement. Not having played much, but it's gonna pitch, it's but. gonna be because it's it's a lot different than hitting at you with as well. So can we talk about something really quick for yeah, me? For sure. For everyone's record, first time this will be my first time clipping a video. So if, hopefully, I I got something funny in there for you. <laughs> but uh, I just wanted to touch on Evan Sibbett really yeah. quick. Since we don't have him, since I can talk about him. Of course. I only hype him up to his face. <laughs> I just think it's cool coming off of his fourth MVP and second championship by himself. Wait, like, how sick is that? I don't know. Like, yeah, no. It's, I don't get to like, say that to many people. Like, It's it's really impressive what he's been able to do. Isn't he? I think he's such a good wiffle ball player. In every in every style, it doesn't matter if it's U with MNWA, HRL, hometown cup, and then to see honestly Austin and Dumpy perform just as good, if not better. At yeah, U with it's in, it, it's it shows the the talent, cool. and then and then I see Tyler doing his thing. Yeah, whipping like final <laughs> four. Those when I because I'm not keeping track of the entire tournament as it's going on. Like you yeah. guys were more into it and. Well, just you guys just knew what was going on. I wasn't even looking at the <laughs> scoreboards, or the brackets, or anything. But right. um, it clicked when I was like, "Oh, the meets are in Final Four. Like Tyler's that good. Like yeah. he's then to watch him beat um, Styles. Styles. Yeah, yeah. Like that's crazy." And then to know just how good Evan is here in the HL, it's kind of like that. That's why he has that same desire right now. To go keep playing fast pitch. Exactly. Yeah. And go as hard as he can and try as hard as he can because that's what those guys out on the East Coast are doing. 100%. You know? It inspires me to go to want to go out there and do that shit and give it all that I got. Especially in those... Because when it comes to hitting fast pitch with ball, you kind of are giving it your all for that second and a half you're in the batter's box. Yeah. Like two seconds. No, know? for sure. It's that. That's why you get such huge reactions from people like either by striking out or hitting a home for run 10 seconds like you would in the HRL even like, yeah it's like it's it, everything is everything is so hard fought and like and you can put so much work into just one pitch mm-hmm. and uh yeah and so I mean and then that's then that's another reason why it's really fun to kind of flex that that muscle too one weekend a year like like you guys do it a lot in HRL which is awesome mm. um but yeah flex it's it? Flex that intensity muscle. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Definitely. Yeah. And I think with the additions like we've talked about, or even how excited I am for this season, just in terms of it being year 20, Mm -hmm. we know we got NWA going, like all that, like and anything else about the league in general, this podcast going on, whatever. Hell yeah. That everyone's going to be playing a little bit more and with new guys, some of these trades. I think they're... I personally, me and Evan talk about stuff like this, and I'm glad I, if I do even decide to leave this in there, because mm-hmm. I don't usually like even saying something like this, but any of the competitive teams that want to be competitive in the HRL have every right to do so when mm-hmm. they play against each other. and Because like you said, you get that one flex game like that you really want to... Because we all love playing with football. And yeah. Like we like we said, anytime you want to try, we all can. But I just love that about the HRL too. Is that for sure? We get to we get to flex muscle in the HRL if we want, or but fast pitches like that. 
for me, I've seen it as like that vacation to go play some crazy shit. You know, mm-hmm. yeah. what if you can start playing it on the regular? Like, that's <laughs> why I'm glad to have gotten yeah. into MNWA because I'm like, yeah, okay, so I can be a lot better than I was. Yeah, know? for sure, for sure. It's uh, you see the ball so much better. I think that's why. I think that's what broke Evan open. I've told him this before that he's such a natural. You can tell by the way when he plays HRL, especially how natural a swing he's got, mm-hmm. and even pitching the ball. He's just good with the wiffle ball. But I, th- right. I think that it was him playing out of state fast pitch that, like, punched his ass up. You know, in terms of skill. You it's, know. Yeah, I mean, after you after you face no 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 for. Punched his ass up. <laughs> <laughs> After you face some of the some of the level of pitching that you come off at facing at those tournaments, um, you know there. Is... I gotta put some respect on Austin's name though too. Yeah, that, like for real though. Like when it comes to fast pitch. Oh. But I was just thinking of HRL for a sec because I gotta deal with both these. I want to yeah. talk to you about both because right. both are such prominent things. I mean, the HRL. This is obviously the HRL Touch Ball Podcast. Yeah, I'm glad we could talk about all the out of state with football and all the stuff going around in the sport in general. Yeah, for sure. There's a lot of there's a lot of eyes, a lot of fingers on the pulse of HRL around the country for sure. Hmm. It's not just us out there. There's a lot of people. <laughs> there's a lot of people. <laughs> MA, MAW has how many subscribers on YouTube? 200,000. MLW. MLW. Yeah, I think yeah, I think they have at least a hundred thousand. I was thinking it was MLW. Yeah. Hmm. That, that that right there shows you that there is. You know, that's <laughs> right. all I need to know. That, and that's why I say that I think that there would be a a lot of people that would come watch a tournament like that Me if too. they knew about it. Yeah. Because that's a prime example right there. Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. There's there, there'd be a lot of people who know that and just. And like I said, people who are connected to HRL would come out and like just watch Nico too. Ruiz. Oh yeah, Nico. This kid's like him him everywhere. <laughs> he's I know, he's a beast. He's a beast. Um Yeah, Nico's gonna be out there for that tournament. We got him up we got him he's committed to coming up for that tournament. I hate it. Yeah. I didn't know if he was hundred percent. Yeah, sweet, for sure. Dude. Yeah, Nico from he runs we came from we came for this whiffs on uh on Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, everything. He's he's basically he's got a just website covers, we came for this dot com yeah he 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 just covers wiffle ball man he's this thirteen year old kid from Chicago out there covering wiffle ball and he's uh he's awesome he's yeah. a great kid and uh, he's he's gonna be a, he's gonna be a star in this game for all the right reasons and uh, he's gonna be coming up we talked to him and uh, we th- we're gonna have him up here for NWL tournament that year he to puts help out cover super us. good content yeah I mean, he does super he good does footage. great live coverage he does yeah. great post tournament coverage it's uh he's 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 one of a kind man. I saw him for the first time at US this last fall and yeah watching someone like that around the rinks is so cool a race I say the rinks, fields, the yeah. fields. <laughs> no it's uh he's yeah he does it all and he's around and he's talking to people and he's recording everything and he's it's cool he's he's definitely from Chicago uh, yeah, yeah, it's it's cool. His uh, we got to meet his dad out there too because his dad brought him out. Yeah. That was pretty cool to talk to him and like to talk to Nico's dad and realize how important all that is to Nico mm. is pretty insane. Yeah, I interviewed him at the end of that yeah. little YouTube video I know. too. That was funny because I was like, I gotta get a little interview with this kid right now because <laughs> I ain't never seen a thirteen year old. 
out here report like Dude, <laughs> doing it's insane that's that's doing the most for a league that ha- coverage. has a lot of guys that do coverage but he's like yeah nico's yeah Nico. that's beast there's there the uif is like the the who's who of there's a lot of good coverage at wiffle ball uh you i was a lot of good coverage. that was so sick to yeah. be a part of mm-hmm. that's such a cool tournament yep. i hope to anyone listening to this if you don't play or you don't play in the hrl you want to play whiffs i mean look into something like that you never know or any of the tournaments that are if played we, around if we can make the atmosphere and the coverage of nwa tournament like you with is that'd be insanely cool yeah here in Minnesota. And we have the guys to do it. We have a lot of... I mean, we, we got this podcast going. We have a lot of guys who can It's do a it. decent commitment also. Yeah. Which is good to recognize. but For sure. Yeah, I mean... Kind of covered everything that I wanted to cover. And Hell yeah, dude. I try to keep these podcasts at least somewhat... It just helps me out, you know? Keeping yeah. And it's structured a little bit. Of course. I'm talking to a dude who... Has been on a podcast a bunch I of times, love, which is super cool. I love, I love getting to see other people's processes because I've worked with people in the like. I mean, I you work with people like professionally in the radio who do stuff, but then hmm. like other wiffle ball podcasters, like there's a guy who would like send out his typed out question like pages of it two days in advance, and I'm like, oh man, <laughs> like just ask yeah. me the questions, and like and like he would ask the question, and like it was so. It'd be like so cheesy, just be like, "So, why did you?" Do this? And that's why. And then, like, I would answer, it, and then it'd be like, "Oh, okay," and then go on to the next. question. I recognize like, that I, at least on, yeah. on to the best of my ability, have to have questions that I want to ask, and yet, <clears throat> no, that's just chill with you. And it's just, the mix, and it's, just and just ask because I'm curious. Because you have to go in with the game plan, but you have to stay in the moment too. Yeah, that that's what I found with interviewing for podcasts, especially. Like you having the the list of stuff is a hundred percent what I would do, but then like you like you recognize, just go with the flow. Ages is like fantastic at off the cuff stuff when it comes yeah. to yeah, because he, hey, he he hits that stride with like being funny, but he is being natural, looky at the same time. But the entire time he's speaking with that Ages total good. interview kind of voice when it comes like. You, I you, just love the hockey voice and talk kind of too. Which you didn't is. know this, but he and I went to college together. Really? We went to we 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 studied broadcasting together. Wow. Yeah, I was. That's we crazy. we were in a computer lab on the first day of class, and we were strangers. And I pulled up the HRL website to look at the stats because we were still in season. He goes, "Oh shit, you play in the HRL?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He goes, "Do you know my boy T Flack?" I'm like. Yeah, I know Tyler Flackney. Of course, I know Tyler <laughs> Flackney. He goes, yeah, I like I know him. He's like a really good friend because AJ's from Fridley, so he played with all oh, those Fridley okay. Factor guys growing up. Yeah, and then yeah, we just randomly met in a class in St. Cloud. And now you two are two of the voices of the HRL. Certainly, yeah. AJ Certainly. AJ is really good. And that's just... there's a reason AJ's employed by. The people he's been employed by, not not just down here, but up in Saint Cloud too. I really hope he continues with some live stream coverage or just interviews. Like, I maybe plan on get, getting a GoPro for this season. And anytime mm-hmm. he's at the fields, he's just a character to talk to. And yeah, he's he's very much. I want to do that with a, a lot of guys. He's though, a pro. He's a pro. Yep. That's what I'm saying. No doubt about it. I mean, he. Yeah, that's that's funny. Um. Mithy's so good on the commentating too. 
I've watched those the, the live stream of the, of the World Series and semis, even the Hoppers. And well, their their chemistry is off the charts just because they're friends. Grizz and Mip but, too. Yeah, Mip, Grizz is really funny. Mippy's really good at improv. It's great. It's great to hear you on it too. You know. Yeah, I like I like mixing Yager's it up. funny as hell. He is. What the hell? That's one thing about Luke. Like Mippy's just really good at improving. Having lived with him for a little bit, he's he's just he's constantly making shit up. <laughs> <laughs> not lying like not in a bad way no, but just like I mean I, can, I like feel like that. I can tell to be honest yeah he's I mean cause I have watched our World Series live streams back and yeah it's yeah, so he's... fucking funny it's so funny yeah there can there, maybe some of the other guys don't think so but <laughs> or haven't watched I hope if they don't they're, <laughs> they, they don't get it they're dumb yeah. <laughs> cause maybe yeah he's that was a fun li- that was a fun World Series too I'm sure it wasn't as fun for you, for yourself, but yeah, I just it was a good World Series. I had a blast actually. It was good. Yeah, you should. It was a good series. Even hearing you mention me or get asked about me, like oh, on, really? on the live stream, yeah. it's just like because listening back to it as I'm <laughs> watching the game, that's what's actually so sick about it as a player being being yeah. able to watch back play at all. I'm sure, is like it's just it's great. Yeah. I, it, it made me realize the the little talent that Pryor Lake has produced in the HRO. No doubt about it. Which I didn't really even like put together right away because not many... You're telling me... There's then... guys from the same spot and who have been to school together for sure around the league and there's family that have been around the league. 100%. 100%. Well, we, I mean, me the, the, Fridley, the Fridley up. guys are all literally from the same yeah, neighborhood. Not exactly. from the same high school. They're from the same neighborhood. Yeah. Um... Yeah, that 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 was what was really crazy, when in twenty twenty one when HRL took runner up in NWA tournament, um, I was announcing I was doing the PA for that game, and so I decided to when I introduced the people in the lineups I said their hometown, and then I did it for HRL. Literally every single one. It was it was Evan from Prior Lake, and then Mippy from Fridley, Smallpox from Fridley, oh. Grizz from Fridley, just yeah. every single person on the team from. Fridley. Now that you say that, I realize that's so. Oh, it's like when I hear that at any of those tournaments, like hometown, for example, or anything mm-hmm. like that. Like you'd be like, oh, so those boys, yeah, the, they dominate. Where they come <laughs> yep, from. They grew you know? up together. They've been hitting together for a long time. Yeah. Yep. It's it. It's, it's cool because we got Hondi, Dodger Dave. I know, dude. Me, Psych, and now Billy. That I other. Love it. You know Billy? Did you meet Billy? I th- I met Billy. Yeah. yeah, it's cool. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. I love. I love everybody's like you. You, you talked about it on the podcast too. It's like a bunch of little groups. You know the Fridley guys, the M and W A guys, because like I think we all get along too. Oh yeah, for sure. Well, hundred percent. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. There's very few people in HRO that I just straight up don't get along with. They exist, but they're few. For those of you that don't know. Trent and his brother Austin Steffes help run a show, a wiffle ball podcast called Holy Commutes Podcast. I believe it runs three or four months out of the year. They take breaks. They call them seasons. So they'll right now they're in one season um, during January. So they'll go every day, every day during the week during January. And I believe Trent and Austin have the Wednesday schedule for that uh, this this month, this January month. So go check that out. You can look it up under National Wiffle Ball. Um, it'll pop right up, Holy Commutes Podcast. He shares that with a couple other dudes across the country that are experts in all styles of wiffle ball. 
If you want to learn a thing or two about what they got to say about their style of wiffle ball, or just wiffle ball in general, just whatever it is, go check it out. That is Holy Commutes, Holy with an E, Holy Commutes podcast. And especially shout out Trent Steffes and Austin Steffes for doing that for us. Plus, Trent and Austin Steffes recently started their own podcast for their wiffle ball league, MNWA. Go get a go give it a listen. It's called the Steph Cast. That is S T E F F dash K. Oh, cast doesn't start with a K, dude. No, C C A S T Steph Cast. Two great dudes. They're doing a lot for wiffle ball. Go check them out. Appreciate it. Outro. Roll the outro. Well, I really appreciate being your your first guest on the new on the new era, the Touch 'Em All podcast. Hmm. Hove. Yeah. I think you you and Psych are doing a good job. The chemistry's off the charts. Do you think so? I really do. That's great. Yeah, I think that's been that's it's, it's that, that's something that's hard to do. It's honestly been trippy for me to see it in action. Yeah. Because I'm doing this because I'm talking to him, but I talk to him so much. I know. And then we put a camera in front of us, and we're like make it official let's just see what happens exactly it's it's a weird it could be a weird dynamic but it's something that certainly at least i mean i don't it hasn't it hasn't come off that way to me at all we're very natural but our first legend lineup podcast that we explain to me what that is i heard you mention that earlier it was just sib's idea and it was a perfect way to and he we mentioned it i think in the first podcast Uh to make it something like the holy commutes where it's we're just going to have one legend lineup week where we talk and talk about Friday being, as of right now, we don't have a guest for the Friday podcast that we're mm-hmm. going to drop a podcast Monday through Friday every day. So five podcasts. Sweet. Oh, nice. Each And each oh, of the first cool. four will be different legends. That's awesome. And I won't say who the who the first three are, but no, don't because that's that, that's going to be good. That's going to I'm looking forward to that. There's so many I I I've had Rocket on a podcast before on an MWA podcast. There's so much about this league that is uncovered and unrecorded. And me and and I was going to say originally that that's kind of what me and Sibit finally got in the flow was yeah. was doing that because that was our first time having someone else on. Yeah. And you realize right in the middle of it, it's like, we're just talking, you know? Exactly. We're just talking about wiffle ball. And, 100%. That's all but, it is, uh, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for being here. Thank oh, you yeah. for coming on the podcast. Absolutely. We, we covered a lot. And I'm, I wanted to reiterate that I just learned a, a shit ton. And I hope everyone out there did. Like I said, this is Trent Coach Steffes. Um, follow him if you even can or can even find him i bet you can't (laughs) but uh that's exactly right baby (laughs) this man is this man is out here representing for minnesota wiffle ball and it's easy to do there's a lot of and just there's a lot of good about minnesota wiffle ball and just being a good dude in general so thank you again i appreciate i I actually appreciate you coming on here absolutely it's great to be on all right thank you everyone for listening this is the HRL Touch Em All podcast where we will touch them all. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Dude, that, you killed it. There yeah. you go. It's as easy as that. I know. <laughs>